0: Jesus name. Amen. Everybody says amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, normally we would dismiss kids, but they're all staying in the room with us today. So let's take out our Bibles and hold them high. And let's say our confession. Are you ready? This is my Bible. It is the standard I live my life by. I am a spirit-filled believer, sustained by my personal relationship with the Lord, empowered by my commitment to community and expressed through outreach to others. Therefore, I can say, Yes, And, Come on, give Jesus another big hand clap in the house today. Praise the Lord. I want to I give a big shout out to Esma and Mark Good. Let's give them a hand clap. They're watching this morning. And I can't wait to see you guys back in this house with us as there are many of you. And I know the Lord is speaking to you to get back with us. So we say to you, come on back. Everybody say, come on back. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Now, as Pastor Mark mentioned, and even, even Joe, your word this morning, I, I've heard some things that are in the message today. So that really Encourages me. And as Pastor Mark said just a few minutes ago, our theme this year is what? Come on, say it again. Forward in faith. That's exactly right. And I love our theme scripture. This is the New American Standard Version of that. It says, For all are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. Do I have any sons and daughters of God in the house today that are being led by His Spirit? Yes. Church, I'm really excited about today's message. I've been working on this for a couple of months, uh, prayerfully, looking at four verses. We'll jump into all of it in just a minute. But the title of today, and I really want to do a good job of slowly going through this because I want everybody to be able to apply this to your life before you get out the door. So the title of the message today is Back to Forward. Now let that sink in a minute, because I know this by the Spirit of God. There's some of us, even in this room, it's time for you to get back to forward motion in your life. There's a lot of folks online, listen to me, I don't know, but a lot of this might be even directed to some of you today. It is time for you to get back to forward in your life. You've been in the desert long enough, wandering around long enough. It is time to get back to forward. Can I have an amen for that? Now, as you see the picture, you might get an idea of where I'm going with all this today. If you really observe the picture and notice the water, notice the clear path to forward as the individual is standing there in the picture. And and really, a lot of this today, church, is right from my heart. I really want you to grab this. I want to be sincere and just, just really, really want it to touch your heart today because You know, Pastor Mark and I have have been talking about moving forward and and I've had lunch with some folks in here and I've asked you, as we've been talking, what are you hearing? And I've heard some great stories of how the Lord has shown up in your life, moved things out of the way, or maybe parted the way, a little hint to where we might be going, to to what's going on. And I think as, as I've really prayed about this and said, Lord, give me a story in Scripture that I can really methodically go through slowly go through, pick some things out that I think that we could all apply to our lives. Here's a big word for you. I believe the quintessential story. Oh, watch out now. The quintessential story of a people, now listen to what I'm saying, and their call to move forward in faith is without question the story of Israel. All right. The story of Israel and their, what do we call it? Their exodus. Right. Come on. You can engage today. I really like that. Okay, so please. It helps, doesn't it, Pastor Mark? So so it's their call to move forward in faith. It's definitely the story of Israel and their exodus from Egypt as it is recorded by Moses in the book of what? Yeah. Now, don't you agree with me that it's a story that we all know well? Right. Come on. We all know the story well. And and the story is so well known that it stretches well beyond the realm of people of faith like us to the point that Hollywood has even attempted to recreate the story, right? Did anybody see the movie that came out, I think it was 2013, 2014, it was Exodus, Exodus? The name of the movie was actually Exodus, Gods, and Kings. Now, they didn't get it all right, but boy, it was a cinematic wonder. I mean, really. You know the story, and I know the part that everybody wants to get to in the story. You see it in this movie advertisement. Everybody wants to get to the water park. But before we got to this, there was a lot of things that had to go on, a lot of things that had to be cleared out of the way so that they could truly move forward. Now, like I was saying, sometimes I think that this story is so outside the bounds of a reality that we can grasp. The story, it, it tends to stay in the realm of a fairy tale, okay, or a Hollywood production, okay? But listen to me. It is not a Hollywood production, okay? It, is not, it was not conjured up in somebody's mind, uh, a Hollywood executive, okay? It's not, it doesn't belong to Hollywood. It belongs to the body of Christ, That's our story. That's my story. That's history of my people. Doesn't belong in Hollywood. It's an extremely powerful, everybody say powerful, an absolutely true account of a people and their destiny. Everybody say destiny. Their destiny in God to move forward no matter what stood in their way. As it is with you, it is your destiny and it is your call to move forward in our day, no matter what variant stands in your way. So just just know that today. Now today, like I say, I want to do a, a quality job of removing the perception of a Hollywood production and explore in this story the reality of what it really takes to truly move forward. And as we're saying this year, move forward in faith. All right, so the name of the book in which the story is recounted, everybody knows the name of the book. What is it? Exodus, which actually means departure. Exodus actually means departure. Now that itself is the perfect starting point for any people who desire to move forward because listen to me, before you can truly move forward There must be a departure from something or let's say some things that try to hold you captive because only then as you experience your own departure, can you truly move forward. And I want to pick the story up right here in Exodus 14. This is Exodus 14, one through four. Now we'll go through different parts of Exodus, but listen to me, I'm being honest with you when I say this, I was spending time with the Lord, the Holy Spirit, for months right here in four verses. Because the whole of the story, the reason it happened, the true advancement is all right in here. And I just encourage you, as we're talking about reading through the Bible this year, get a verse and just hang out there a while. Because there are things that God will unlock about the universe in one scripture, and it'll pertain specifically to you and your life. Now, at this point, it might not be what you would expect in a story that, really, in my opinion, is predicated on moving forward. It's all all based on moving forward. But nonetheless, it's an essential part of the story that I believe often is overlooked right here. Now, at this point in Exodus 14, Israel is well into their journey. They've seen God move in miraculous ways. Number one, to free them from 430 years of slavery. That's a miracle. We've seen God feed them when they were hungry. We've seen God keep them warm at night. We've also seen God keep them air-conditioned by day. Can I have an amen for AC? And listen, at this point, we also know the Red Sea it's looming just ahead. We also know that Pharaoh has changed his mind, as you saw in the trailer, about letting them go, and he and his army are doing what? Charging hard up from behind in an attempt to recapture or eliminate them completely. And it's at this pivotal moment, everybody say pivotal moment, prior to one of the greatest miracles I believe in all of Scripture, that the Lord tells them to do the strangest thing. Shall we find out what it is? Let's start Exodus 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, to turn back. Now, Now hold on a minute. Hold the phone. Stop the presses. Turn back, Lord. Are you kidding me? Don't you know what's back there? It's certain death back there. Now, I know the water's there, but maybe we might be able to build some rafts real quick. Maybe we could float on something. But you're saying in a journey forward, you're asking me to turn back? Why would God do that? Now, listen, let's bring this into practical our life. Did not the Lord tell us in 2021 to turn back? Turn back to basics. How many of you remember that? That was a theme for the year, right? Now, if you remember all throughout that year, Pastor Mark, myself, we we did some, some messages and everything was geared to getting back to basics, right? Remember that? And if you remember, I did a message specifically back in November entitled How to Live Clean in a Dirty World. And if you'll remember... I I talked about a certain play in the game of football called a comeback route. Anybody remember that? A few of you do. Well, I want to just take a minute and just kind of build on that point for just a second because I want to show you exactly what a turnback or a comeback route might do. I want to focus right there on that word turnback. Now, this this is a, a football play that uh, teams use in the NFL to train their players to run a comeback route. Now, as this video runs, I want you to watch what happens to the pursuer, to the one trying to stop forward progress, to the one trying to hinder movement forward. Let's call that guy in the front. That's what he is. Now, as as you'll, you'll see this video run, it'll run three or four times. There'll be some words that pop up here. Don't let that distract you. Keep your eyes Between the offensive guy, the defensive guy, and watch what happens. I want to point this out. As you run forward and turn around, what happened? He fell. What does it do? Look at the space created. Plenty of room to catch the ball. Watch. Plenty of room. Catch the ball. you got to remember what turn back does. It creates space. The enemy's confused. you got room to run. I think it's so important that you always have to have space between you and the pursuer. Here's the best one. Watch what happens as... The space happens, catches the ball, able to run around because what was ever pursuing, what was trying to stop forward motion has been moved out of the way because of a quick turn back. It confuses the enemy. So as we went through our turn back, I believe that is what God was doing in our lives. Now, I believe that now that some things have been cleared out of the way, The Lord is wanting us to get back to forward. Think about it. That gives opportunity to run, space to move. Because do you ever feel like everything is just always tight around you? And you've you've even said, some of you, if I just could get a little space, if I could just get a little time. You ever said that? I think I could deal with it. Well, I think that the turn back truly was a moment to deal with some issues. And, And I think this too. If I was to take a survey of everyone here today in this room asking the question, what have you turned away from during the past year or, you know, 18 months, 24 months, whatever, during your comeback or your turn back, I I believe we'd all be astonished at what some of us have gone through. Really, y'all been through some stuff over the past little bit? Yeah. And I think that we would all be equally astonished at what some of us have conquered Everybody, you've conquered something. I know you have. I have. That's what's happened in my life. Because the reason we were able to conquer it is because we had space to deal with the issue. And the fact of the matter is that you may never have conquered some issues had God not given you the opportunity to turn back and face it. You know, I believe the shutdown that I know that we all experienced and just we were so thrilled about. You know what I'm saying? That's when it got real for me, when things shut down. I couldn't go to the gym, couldn't do different things, couldn't get in my normal routine. Thank God. Hallelujah. That's, why I'm re- that's one reason why I'm here today. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you it's the truth. But seriously, I think the, the shutdown was actually almost likened to an Old West showdown. Think about it. That shutdown gave you an opportunity to draw first if you seize the opportunity, yeah and deal with whatever it was that was pursuing you. That's why God allowed things to shut down. So you run right smack into the issue, and you actually had to face it, deal with it, conquer it, so you could really get back to forward in your life and quit just talking about it. Actually do it. Amen? All right, let's get back to Exodus 14 and unpack this thing. Woo, say, help me, Lord. Now, truthfully, before Israel could move forward, now look, before they could really move forward, they had to be placed... In front of Pihiroth, don't you just love Old Testament names? Here we go. Now, catch, catch this. In front of Pihiroth, between Migdal and the sea, and then again, in front of Baal-Zephon. In front, in front, in between these areas, all pinned in in a turn back. Lord, what are you doing? This is how some of you feel every day. With all these variants and all these things and life issues, you feel pinned in like this. (sighs) So why all of this? Lord, what's the deal? Shouldn't we just keep moving forward? You've got us in a turn back. You put us in front of that name and in front of that name and in front of that name. Lord, what's the deal? Let me tell you. God is very strategic in how he leads you forward. And as we're saying this year, forward in faith, God was not concerned about what lay directly ahead of him, all right? He was not concerned about what was coming up behind and we all know who and what that was, but God was not concerned about that, just as he's really not concerned about what lay ahead of you. You are, but he's not. And just as he's not concerned about what's coming up from behind you, God was strategically placing them in front of, between, and again, in front of the real issues. Some things are going on in your life and you think it's another issue, but God shuts things down, turns you around and says, now I'm going to put you in front of the real issue. It's not an external issue per se. It could be what, is going on inside you that you're able to hide. So what was it? What was the real enemy that had to be conquered in order for God to clear the way, or let's say part the way for them to get back to forward? The answer lies in the meaning of the three areas that they were placed in front of and between. And in these three areas, hang on with me here, I see great symbolism as to what we all must face before we can truly Get back to moving forward and move forward in faith. I love what Auburn said at the prayer time. Not just for January and February, God wants to deal with things in our lives so that we continually move forward all throughout this year. Can I have an amen for that? Because it's not just a little here, a little there. It's a continual, perpetual forward motion God is going to do if you allow Him to deal with you. Everybody say, Help me, Lord. So let's look at this, okay? Now, I want to really slow it down here. The Lord placed them in front of Hahiroth. okay? They had to turn back, face the enemy, and here's the deal. They had to be placed in front of Pihiroth. Uh-oh, there he is. Good job. There he goes. Now, I want everybody to say this. Everybody say Hahiroth. Don't say it five times fast. Hahiroth. <laughs> Let's look at this word, pahiroth. Let's see it big. Let's just say it 10 more times so we can all laugh at each other. Thank you, darling. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Pahiroth. Now, somebody take a stab at that and tell me what that means. <laughs> That's right. It does, doesn't it? That's right. You got it on your notes. I figured somebody might shout it out. But here we go. Ready? Pahiroth means the mouth. Everybody say The mouth. Now, listen, God is going to deal with Israel, and we see how God wants to deal with us in this. Israel had a problem with their mouth, all right? Israel had a big problem with their mouth, and the Lord had to deal with what was coming out of their mouth. What was coming out of their mouth? Listen to this, Exodus 14. The Egyptians were marching after them. And they feared greatly. They said to Moses, "Can't you just see this? Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you've taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt?" Well, we act the same way. This is the children of God. Will so are we? We do the same thing. Now, think about it. See, this is this is this is deep, but yet. It's really not. It's just a mirror of how we act. Because I know there are people that say, well, if I'd have seen God move, I would have never murmured. I would never complain. I would have been just a great God child. No, you wouldn't. You can say that, but come on, everybody say reality. Mm, 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 mm. The Lord had performed miraculous miracles to get them to this point, but their mouths were about to shut everything down, church. Question, what's coming out of your mouth? that might be hindering your forward motion this year? What might your mouth be keeping you from? Just as God had to deal with Israel's mouth, church, I think today he's given us a little insight into how to deal with our mouths so that he doesn't have to step in and do it. I would much rather the Lord say, hey, deal with that and let me deal than him have to step in and have some army come charging behind me to get me in a position to work on me. Let's yield to that today. So I'm gonna give you a little advice right here. Proverbs, the one who guards his mouth protects his life, okay? The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Today in our life, we need to set a guard on our mouths because the temptation is say what everybody else is saying, do what everybody else is doing, follow along with the crowd. Stop that. What's the Holy Spirit speaking To you about your life. Don't carry. I'm just going to say this. Don't carry a fear about a variant because that's what everyone says to do. What's God telling you to do? Because He will speak to you, and if you allow Him to deal with this, it could really have major impact on your life. Major, major impact. So again, I ask you, what's coming out of your mouth? Let me tell you what it should be. Our heart should be, may these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Let what's coming out of your mouth be pleasing. Be full of saltiness for those around you. Be full of faith, Faith faith-filled words. I am moving forward this year in Jesus' name. Let that come out of your mouth. Not based on what others say, how others act, what others do. Let God speak through you. Why not? I I want that to happen. What is going on right here? Don't let one of the smallest parts of your body be one of the biggest hindrances to getting back to forward this year. Set a guard on this. How do I do it? Husbands, wives, there you go. Fellas, how many times do you say something and she looks at you and goes, what did you just say? I mean, now seriously, think about it. There's a lot of things that God wants to do. And you know where it starts? It starts in your home. It starts in relationships that you are in and out around every day in your home. It's not just here. Okay, it's at home. It's with your kids. I say things, Kristen looks at me and says, dad, why'd you say that? Oh, you're right. I shouldn't have. Forgive me. I'm serious, bless her heart, all the time, you know. Dad, you shouldn't say that about that car. What? Don't say that in church. But seriously, it, it, it's not, it, it's a practical thing. Now, let's go back to Exodus. The second place. They were placed between Migdol. Everybody say Migdol. Let's look at Migdol. Oh, boy, here we go. Migdal means the tower. Everybody say the tower. Now, you and I both know that Israel most definitely had something trying to tower over them, right? Well, God was about to deal with it. Let's look at it specifically. Exodus 14. Now, go with me here. Listen to this. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see. There's a big point right there. When you cast out fear, stand firm in faith, you're going to be able to see. Do you hear me? When you cast out fear, stand in faith, link up with other believers, you're finally going to be able to really see what's going on. You operate in fear, you cannot see what really is going on. So Moses said, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. (laughs) For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. Now catch this. And you only... you. What What does that say? And you have only to be what? Hush your mouth. Look at that. Two birds with one stone right there. You want to see me move the enemy? Okay. Well, here's what you have to do. Everybody say, I have to do. Stand firm in faith. You'll be able to see. Close this. Lord, do what you do because you're the only one that can. There's some situations, some of you right now online and in-house are walking through. And here's the key to victory. Be quiet, stand firm, and say, Lord, do what you do. I'll follow. That's a great place to be in. We could have hung out there in worship for a long time today. That was actually happening, I felt, in worship. God was dealing with stuff right there. So now let me throw this angle. Chris, you're going to love this. Pastor Chris, worship guys. What might there be in your life that tries to tower over you and make you think that God isn't big enough? Listen to me today. Remember, there's nothing in 2022 big enough to stop you from moving forward because there's nothing bigger than our God. And if something does arise, what should we do? Well, let me give you some insight. Psalms, bunch of parts. In my day of trouble, I can't get a wink of sleep until you come and comfort me. My mind wandered thinking of days gone by and years long since past. How many people do you talk to? And they're hanging out over in yesteryear right now. Wanting to go back, wanting to go back. No, we don't do that, though. Huh. By the years long since past, then, everybody say then. Then I remembered the podcast that I listened to last, oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Then I remembered a message that someone said, what does it say, church? I remembered the worship songs I used to sing. Some of you need to start singing again. I'm serious. The worship, worship is not just a prelude to preaching. Worship is not just a, well, that's the first thing they do just to get everybody's attention. Worship is what happens to break through things in your life. Or is it just when you just come and just think, well, all right. Or you get the coffee. Come on now. I'm just trying to change your perspective on worship. The worship songs I used to sing in the where in the night seasons. And my heart began to fill again with thoughts of you. You want to change your mind? Start worship. You want to get your mind in the right place? Start worshiping God. Shut the TV off. Shut Worship God in the midst of work. Worship God going down the street. Throw your hands up. Well, make sure one's on the wheel. And going down the road and let God start to change your mind. It's not talking to people that's going to change your mind. It's worshiping your heavenly father that will get your mind right. And right now, we need a right mind. So Chris and Drea, no pressure. Bring the heat every week. Praise God. (laughs) This year, church, I want to implore you mm -mm, to worship your way over whatever may try to tower over you. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs to it and are safe and set on high, where, where, far above, you want to rise above the situation, worship your way above, whatever is trying to tower over you, it's worship, it's not another podcast, it's not another somebody pumping you up, do like David did, get out there, worship your way up, worship will get you high, high. really, think about it, are y'all okay, you out there, you good, Worship will be the key that gets you over whatever's going on. So worship will set you high above what tries to tower over you. Let's go back to Exodus. <sighs> Migdal the Sea and in front of huh Baal Zephon. Baal Zephon. Let's look at this word Baal Zephon. Huh. It means the hidden. The hidden, now look at the places the Lord put them in front of. Turn back, seem crazy. Like I got deal with your mouth. We'll handle the situation that's coming after you. But now here's the part where you got to really pony up. Whatever's hidden, I got to dig in there and get that. Right. Yeah. Now this is the part that most people grimace from because let me tell you something. Everybody in here today, come on, you're hiding something. I know I want to stand here and think that everybody's just above board and doing everything right and most of us are, come on. But all of us got some issues that we like to hide. So do I. Pastor Mark has found about all of them. You know, I mean, really over the past. I mean, seriously, come on. If you don't have somebody that you're opening up your life to, you, you're hindered from moving forward. Do you have a pastor or do you just listen to a preacher? I'm going to ask you that question. A pastor helped dig stuff out of you. It's the truth. I don't want to just listen to a preacher. I got a pastor. <laughs> Boy, it hurts sometimes. But you know what it does? It makes me better. If I'm really going to move forward, I got to open up. Some of you today, you got to open up. You got to open up. I'm serious. And I mean that as, I mean that as a pastor to you. You got to open up, open up to me, open up to Pastor Mark, open up to the pastors here. Open up. Some guys you need to open up to your wife. I mean, really, the Lord wants to do things in our home first, church. Before this explodes, our home's got to explode. And what I mean by that, people, people want to come to your house, bring them with you. That's how we're going to grow this thing. Why? Because you're going to get rid of the things that are hidden. So Israel had something hidden way down deep, and the Lord had to dig it up, church. Had, it was hidden way down deep that the Lord had to dig up before he could part the way for them to get back to forward. Hmm. And he had to do it because, listen to this, what's hidden will always hinder. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. What's hidden will always hinder. It'll hinder you from being able to get back to forward. Some of you really want to. You're all sold out on this forward and faith thing, but there's just something you feel like is holding you back because of that little thing that you've got hidden down in there. But God wants to deal with it. And here's how the Lord dealt with it. Exodus 14 with Israel. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the Israelites. Now, I want to pause right here and we'll deal with this. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. He pursued. Listen to this. Sometimes we think what's coming after us is somehow our doing or a coincidence. I believe sometimes the Lord allows things to press us a little bit because that's the only way that what's hidden down deep is going to be exposed with a little pressure. Anybody feel under pressure right now? Have you felt under pressure financially? Have you felt under pressure in society? Have you felt pressure, pressure, pressure? Sometimes when a little pressure is applied to our lives, whatever is truly in us, it's going to spill out. Yeah, that's right. Y'all know that in practical living. You crush something, whatever is in it, it's going to come out. You know the videos that you watch when they get the press and stick an orange in there and pfft, it all, or the gummy bears, and they just, you know, whatever's inside, it's going to come out. You know what I'm talking about. When there's a little pressure applied, whatever's in is definitely going to come on out. Let's read on. He pursued the Israelites as they were leaving what? Confidently and defiantly. Can't you see it? Israel leaving confident, defiant. God has set us free. Some of you have acted just like this when you thought you were free. Acting like the I'm free. The Passion Translation, it, 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 it terms it this way they were leaving with. With victorious hands held high. Couldn't you see Israel walking out of Egypt that day, hands held high, victorious? Look what God has done for me. This is fabulous. This is great. Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Victorious hands held high. But let's let's go ahead and read on down a little bit. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and saw the Egyptians marching after them. And then they were frightened. Where's the victorious hands held high at now? They were frightened. Then they said to Moses, now here's what was down in there. Didn't we say to you in Egypt? We're not in Egypt here. We're not in Egypt, but didn't we say to you way back over here? Okay. Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians as slaves then to die in the wilderness, where did the victorious hand, how many have you? Victorious hands held high, God is moving, but it was sure safer over here. Couldn't I go back a little bit? Come on, Lord, you know. In Egypt, in the problem, it was safer over there, it's better over there. Listen to me. God brought Israel out of Egypt, but Egypt was still in Israel. It was still in there. God had to dig it out. Mm-mm-mm. The Lord brought his people out of Egypt, but Egypt was still in his people. Take us back. Take us back. What did you do? I believe this applies to us like this. You may have come through some tough situations over the past few months, but did those situations leave a little residue way down deep? A little attitude? A little sin issue maybe? Now, over here I can get away with it, but right here I don't feel like I, but this is comfortable. You know, my issue, Lord, you know, do I have to really get, come on, can I take it with me? You brought me out, but can't I just take a little go? Israel didn't take a thing. You you know, they just, their clothes grew, their shoes grew. You you know what I'm saying. Israel, God wanted something deep in them. What what, what are you trying to bring with you from back there? I think that's, that's the point right here. You've got to drop it, you've got to let it go. Some residue. Think about it. Could there be some residue? Your attitudes. Look, we should all know this and remember this about God. There's nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Proverbs 13. We're not gonna hide long, not gonna hide that. Not gonna, not gonna hide that. When we deal with the hidden church, it's like setting aside a heavy weight that's hindering you from getting back to forward. When you deal with this stuff, it lets, there's a weight that comes off of you. So I wanna encourage you this year, dig it up, whatever it is, get rid of it. Dig it up, get rid of it. Now, this whole turn back moment for Israel might've seemed like a misstep or a mistake made out of confusion, but church, it wasn't. Listen to me, while Israel was running their comeback route, it actually caused confusion in the enemy's camp. Okay, and this is how we're going to be. We're going to renounce the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Everybody say, I'm getting rid of the hidden stuff. Let's go on in here. When this whole thing happened, you you just think about this practically, okay? (laughs) This might have seemed like a big mistake, a huge, a huge problem. But it wasn't because while Israel was doing this, God was actually causing confusion in the enemy's camp, okay? Now listen to this. For Pharaoh will save the people of Israel. They're wandering in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. He thought they were confused. He thought they, they, they've lost their mind. I've got them right where I want them. But the truth of the matter is, as he thought that Israel was confused, bewildered, losing their minds... The turn back was a God-ordained diversion to confuse the enemy, to make the enemy think, well, now I've got them right where I want them. But all the while, God was positioning the enemy right where he wanted them. That's it. Think about That's it. it, right where he wanted them to be. Because the Lord said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. The Lord said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. That's God putting the pressure on that's God putting the pressure on, putting everything in order the way he wants it to be. I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. Listen, church, if God asks you to do something that doesn't make sense this year, just obey and do it. Do you hear what I'm saying? Just obey and do it because what might not make sense to you is actually God setting your enemy up for defeat. Yes, yes, yes. Do you hear that? As Israel was being prepared to go forward, Pharaoh was being prepared for his ultimate defeat. I'm just going to read the scripture to you. It's Psalm 32, 9. I don't have it up here. But the Lord says to us, don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. Look at your neighbor and say, just go. (laughs) So quickly, what was the ultimate purpose for all of this church? Why did God choose to do it this way? Why was all of this necessary? Well, the answer is right here. The Lord says, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his host. Chris, you you guys can come on up. Do you hear that? This was so important. Because the Lord said, I'm going to get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts. I'm going to get glory over everything that is pursuing you. I'm going to get glory over everything that's coming after you. If you will allow me to work in you during this thing that might seem like a confusing mess, it's not. I'm in control. Go with me. I'm going to handle every issue. Listen to me, church. Don't worry about the process. Just say yes. Don't worry about the process. Just say yes. And, church, if we will listen to me, if we will guard our mouths, if we will worship our way over anything that tries to tower over us, and if we will get rid of the hidden things, God will get glory over everything, over everything that's coming after us to keep us from getting back to forward in this new year. And, lastly, what was the end result of this whole turn back thing, okay? Why in the world? What's the end result of this? Well, I love the way this right here says, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. Now think about it. This group of people, the Egyptians, will know that I'm the Lord. Listen to me. This year, as we do things right, everybody say right. Everyone in this town, I'm going to say it again. Everyone in this town, everyone in Somerset, the surrounding area, they're going to know that Jesus is Lord if we do things right. And who is Jesus? Savior of the world. And the Egyptians and, and all of this, and we know what happens later on down. But in here, if you, if you were to take these four verses and just look at the areas that the Lord placed them beside in front of around and just apply apply your life to this lord what do i need to face what 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 how's my mouth what's trying to get me what's hidden well why god wants to deal with all that is right on down here people to simply know who he is see what he can do as you allow him to work through you and you think that the deliverance and the story, the children of Israel, all, all that we know it to be, it all started <laughs> with a turn back. It all started with something that may seem silly. There are some things going on in your life right now that seem totally out of whack. And every day there's a battle in your mind trying to grab a hold of it, trying to, God, what are you trying to do? God, where are you trying to take me? What are you, what are you? And all the Lord wants you to do is just stand in faith and follow him. Let him be God. Stop trying to be the Holy Spirit. Let let the Holy Spirit lead you. Everybody stand up. This is for you. The Lord wants you to get back to forward this year. Everybody say back to forward. Just bow your heads with me all over the house. Father, I thank you for this family of believers that's here today. I'm just gonna jump right into this. How many of you would be honest and say, there's some things that are hindering me from moving forward? Throw your hand up. You know there's some issues. All right, I'm gonna get you. Come on down. I see you. Come on down. Yeah, come on down. You know, come on. I'm, I'm not. I'm not playing with this. I'm. I'm really serious about it. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, some of you today are gonna walk out of here free. I know that. I know that by the Spirit of God, I feel that. I know you're gonna walk out of here free. You got some issues now. Just let's. Let's just come around. There's no trapdoors. I promise. We'll be. We'll be speedy here. Some folks come over here. I saw some hands over here. Come on, you've got something you know is stopping you, trying to hinder you, trying to something towering over you, some hidden things. Okay, hey, you at home? I know some of you are watching right now. Some of you need to get out of the chair, put the put the coffee down, get in the floor right there and start talking to God about it. Now, some of you can come over here, space out over this way. Come on, this way. There you go. Just come on in. Feel the. Some of you come over here. I'm gonna give another minute. Come on, you got something going on, something hidden in your life, something something. Yeah, here comes some. That's good. This is family time, y'all. This is family time. I got some coming. I'm going to wait for them. Come on. You got something you know that needs to be dealt with so you can really get back to forward. Now, if you're down, there's some room over here, guys. Come over here. Squeeze in over here. Come over here. Give me some ushers down here. I know we've got two or three of them here today. Just, just kind of help me with these. Things. Now, ministry team, come get behind one of these. All my ministry team folks, come on down get behind just get right behind them. I know it's a little different today. It's all right. Give me some ministry team folks in behind. Praise the Lord. Now, you know what? I'm not going to do all the praying. Ministry team, start praying over them. Get, get right in there with them. Start praying over them. I'm going to pray over everybody. And, I, you know, there's more people that need to come down here. I just know that in my heart. There are. I feel that. Miss Jeanette feels that. I feel that too. And you know what? It's not going to get any easier than this. We're just laid back in here, you know? I mean, we're we're family. If you you need, come on, something in there, an issue. I know some of you get that white knuckle syndrome. You grab that chair and you think, I'm not moving, I'm not moving. Everybody lift your hands up. Father, I thank you right now for this family of believers. Lord, we're not hiding anything. (laughs) Father, we're, we're opening up today. And even as I'm praying, if you want to come down, you can. It's okay. The altar's open. But Father, I thank you right now that we are not going to allow those things to continue to tower over us. Father, we are not going to hide anything. We're not going to pretend. Father, we're not going to play. Lord, we're going to be the real deal in this house. Now, ministry team, you're praying over these. Continue to pray. I'm going to ask the question, everybody out there online. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you know that your relationship with Jesus is not how it should be and you know today is your day to get back in relationship with Jesus so that you can move forward, if that's you, raise both hands. Wave at me. You know you need Jesus today. Raise your hand. Wave your fingers. There's one. Anybody else? You need Jesus. Come on. You need Jesus in your life. There's another one. There's two. Come on. You need Jesus. I know there's some of you online that need Jesus. I know that. Anybody else in here? You need Jesus. I see two or three hands. There's another one. Let's all pray this out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as Lord. I thank you today. I'm moving forward. The devil is lost. Jesus, you win. I'm following you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap all over the house. Praise the Lord.